Hey friends, welcome to the Share the Gold podcast where we hear real stories from everyday people as they dish the gold that they've learned from living their story. We're so glad you stopped by and we hope you're encouraged as we dive into this week's episode of Share the Gold. Hello, hello. Hi guys, it'll just be me, Kaylee Grace, your host on the episode today because I wanted to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart and it's something that's been a major theme in my life over the past several years and it's this idea of waiting and being in a long waiting season. Like what do you do while you're waiting on your breakthrough and is there a way to wait well and still be able to thrive in the process so i'm really excited to talk about this today because i know there are a lot of you out there who also find yourself in a waiting season and as i've been on this journey there have been things i've learned and picked up along the way that have been really helpful for me and so i want to share them with you guys so to kind of give a little bit of pre-story you guys are going to hear a little bit more about me today um, in my my background and this started for me when I was 12 or 13 years old and I found out that I had scoliosis pretty severely and if you don't know what scoliosis is it is a curvature in your spine it just means that your spine is not growing straight it's kind of doing its own thing and going in different directions and so um, it causes further complications Um, with your body because it cuts into your airways and your lungs and um, that just causes other effects that you have because your overall uh, immune system is compromised and so it's a pretty serious thing and I was told right away that I needed to have surgery but at that age I made the decision not to because I was not comfortable with how invasive of a surgery it was and I wanted to preserve my flexibility. So I did not have the surgery. My parents let me make that decision for myself and they respected that. And so scoliosis just became something that was a part of me and that I grew up with and got used to. And it has not been easy. I still have it now, 12 years later, and it has not been easy. It's been one of the harder things of my life, if not the hardest thing. But what I have learned during this journey is that, um, like these hard, long seasons are invitations to really go deep with the Lord and to fully trust and surrender ourselves to Him and just trust that He has a good plan and a hope and a future for us. But to continue on with my story, scoliosis was something that turned into a variety of other health issues that started showing up in my body when I was 20 years old. I was living in Redding, California. I was halfway across the country away from my family and I began noticing that I was having these issues that I've never experienced before and I didn't know what was wrong and so I moved back to my hometown, started going to doctors, doctor after doctor, trying to figure out what was wrong and just not getting any answers and that turned into a two to three year just kind of storm where I was really sick not getting any answers getting really frustrated it was really hard I was fighting depression and anxiety because of what was happening in my body and so it was not easy it was like the hardest season of my life but there were things that the Lord showed me along the way and just really invited me to position myself to learn from that season and so I want to share with you guys the things that I found really helpful for me um, during my long hard waiting season and disclaimer I still am not like I haven't found the answers to 
any of those problems. I still have health issues. I still have scoliosis, but I do believe that I will see a day where I am healed, where I have found health and healing and whether it's through doctors or surgery or physical therapy or God supernaturally healing me, I believe that that will happen. It just has not happened yet. And so I've kind of learned that it's not necessarily about getting to that end destination before I can be happy and have an amazing life. And so I've just wanted to share with you guys like what I've found um, in the middle of that journey and in the process. And so I've kind of narrowed it down to seven things seven steps to take to help you thrive and come alive and not spiral into total discouragement in your waiting season. So let's jump right in. Number one is show up every day with thankfulness. And I made this the first thing because Positioning your heart in a posture of thankfulness is so key to making it through a long or hard season. It's kind of like the building blocks. It's like building a foundation of thankfulness to fall back on and doing that just sets you up really well. So my challenge is to wake up every single day. If you find yourself in a hard season like this, wake up every single day and find just a few things to be thankful for. I know that sounds really elementary, but when you're going through something that's really painful, like it's not always easy to find things to be thankful for. And it's really easy to get focused on the one thing that we don't have or the one thing that we're not seeing happen in our lives that we forget to stop and like be thankful for what God already is doing in our lives and the things that we already can see. And so um, there's so many things to be thankful for. So for me, just to give an example, like, of real like situations I may wake up and be in a lot of pain or feel really sick and I might wake up with a lot of sadness because I still have no answers and it's another day that I wake up and this is my reality and when that has been your situation for day after day and year after year it can be really discouraging and so instead of just like sitting under the weight of that I'll like turn my attention to the Lord and say But God, thank you for the health that I do have. Thank you that it's not worse. Thank you that I have a loving family that's around me, that loves me, that supports me, that encourages me. Thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for the beautiful weather today and etc. Like I'll just go on and, and just start with a few things. And I'm telling you guys, the more that you practice this, like the easier it will get. The more you practice stewarding thankfulness, the more you'll find that you have to be thankful for. And I like to say that gratitude is like the only way to truly have contentment, no matter what your circumstances are. Like make thankfulness and gratitude your greatest companion in a season of waiting because it will carry you through. So that's step number one is to show up to each day with thankfulness. Number two is don't isolate yourself. It's really hard to choose love and connection and relationship in the midst of your pain and confusion and it's tempting to want to isolate yourself in fear that people won't understand which maybe they won't but or in fear that you're going to burden someone with your pain but god did not create us to carry our weight alone like he created us to be vulnerable and to be loved by people and have people around us and so don't make the assumption that people don't care that people don't want to know 
and make the intentional choice to invite people into what you're going through like what your heart is really feeling and let them come sit with you in the waiting in the confusion let them be there with you and let them rally with you and if you don't have anyone in your corner then invite someone in find someone that you admire that you trust and invite them into what's really going on in your heart i know that that can be scary especially like it's easy to talk about things after you've been through them but while you're in the middle of it while this is like the current state of your heart it's hard to talk about it with people and like it's the same for myself i'm usually an open book and pretty vulnerable but when i am having one of those really hard days and i'm in a lot of pain and i feel really discouraged it's hard to go to my friends and say actually like i'm not okay i feel like breaking down and i'm really sad or i'm in a lot of pain it is hard to do that but i promise that the result of doing life with people and letting them see the real you it's so much more rewarding and life-giving than sitting in with your problems like all by yourself and carrying the weight on your own god's design for you is to thrive in community with people so don't isolate yourself number three is to continuously choose hope over fear this is so important because if we don't have hope like if we lose that last strand of hope that we're holding on to like we don't have anything hope is what keeps us going and gives us a boost when we need it it gives us that little like pep in our step and when you're in the middle of a long waiting season and when you're in the thick of it Hopeless thoughts are going to come up. Fear is going to come up. Lies are going to try to sneak into your headspace. And we just can't like entertain them. And so like something I'll do when I'm like tempted to believe the lies that like this is never going to end. My life is always going to be like this. Will I always be sick? Will I ever feel normal again? And um, those those kind of thoughts do come up and it's important to feed yourself with hope instead of entertaining the lies and instead of entertaining fear. And personally, I do this by reading verses out loud over myself and just like reminding myself of the promises of God. So when I need a little extra dose of hope, I'll go find verses about hope and I'll speak them out loud. I'll find verses like, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a promise fulfilled is like a tree of life. And then I'll remind myself of the promise of God, promises of God over my life. And I'll remind myself, God has plans to give me a hope and a future, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. And I'll just say these out loud. There's something powerful about declaring things out loud with your own voice and letting yourself like hear that. And so fill your mind with God's word and with his promises. And that'll be your lifeline. And then another thing that you can do is to find people who are on the other side of what you're going through and hold their hand and celebrate celebrate with them. Like, And look at their life and say, if God did that for them, like he can do it for me. Like He's going to get me to the other side too. And that'll give you hope for your own story is celebrating with other people when they have their victories. And so another thing is just to always like know that you have a father in heaven who loves you who's for you, who's with you, who's not going to let you down, and he's better than you can imagine. He sees the beginning to the end. He sees the whole story even when we don't, and so he is our source of hope. Like, that's just the truth. Always go back to the truth and remind yourself of that. Moving on to number four, 
find ways to come alive in the waiting. Now, let me just say this first. It's really easy when you're battling depression, anxiety, or living with with a chronic health issue. It's really easy to disqualify yourself. And yes, like there may be things that limit you and there may be things that you can't control. There will be things that you can't control. But there are a lot of things that you can. Like for me, I can't control the fact that I have scoliosis or that I experience pain on a daily basis. I can't control that. But I can control how I respond to it. I can choose to not let that disqualify me. And so for me, that looks like choosing to go on spontaneous adventures that maybe I think I can't do because of my back pain, but I'll go do them anyways. And I might fail at it, but at least I got the experience and the fun and the adventure of trying something new. And so my advice is to add some spontaneity and adventure to shake up your routine and get you out of your box. Like go for spontaneous drives to watch the sunrise or take a cooking class or a dance class. Choose something, find something that brings your heart to life again because you will need moments like that. There was a time when I did believe the lie that I was disqualified. Like there was a season where I would just lay in bed every single day and I couldn't even work during this time because my health issues were so bad. And I would sit there and scroll through social media and think, man, everyone else my age is living their best life right now. Like they're out following their dreams and I just feel like I'm stuck here. And those were all like lies that I was believing. And in that moment, I specifically heard the Lord say, Kaylee, you are not behind. You're right where you're supposed to be. And embracing where you are and positioning yourself to learn from the pain you're experiencing now will actually push you forward and launch you onto the path that you're called to walk. And this is a preparation season that will grow you and strengthen you and grow your character if you let it. And it'll actually launch you forward. And so after that moment, my perspective just kind of shifted and I eventually made my way into creating a life where I was coming alive and not counting myself out just because my journey looked different than everyone else's. So find ways to have fun and enjoy the season you're in, whatever that looks like for you. And I know, and I want you to know that you have the power to create a life that you love despite your circumstances. You may be in a waiting season now, but don't let that stop you from living your best life now. Now, step number five, and I love this one because it's so practical, and that's to serve other people. Ask yourself the question, like, How can I be a blessing to someone else's life in this season? There's always going to be someone else who has it worse than you, like always 100%. And so ask yourself how you can help be a solution to someone else's hard situation. Find a way to volunteer on a regular basis. Maybe it's feeding people once a week or helping out at a homeless shelter or finding someone that's younger than you and mentoring them and seeing how you can make a difference in their life. Serving others like really helps to take the focus off of yourself and off of your own pain and to kind of change the camera angle and see that there are others out there who are also going through really hard things. So being able to serve someone empowers you and helps to bring you purpose while you wait for breakthrough in your own life. And it'll also help to bring a lot more joy and contentment than just like dwelling on your own pain and problems is going to. 
So you may not have the thing that you're waiting for yet, but you are able to help someone else get closer to theirs. So don't just be a victim. Lay yourself down for a moment and go be a gift to someone else's life and help them on their journey. Now the next step, number six, is to embrace your story. I love this one because it's something that I've been on a journey with very recently and that's to stop and take a look at your story and decide to embrace the whole story, even the parts that you don't like. Like what are the painful parts of your story that maybe you've wished weren't there? We all have those areas of our life. And when you go through hard things, instead of just asking the question, why or why me, God? Which, to be fair, those are very real questions. But in all honesty, that question's probably not going to be answered right now anyways. So I challenge you to ask the question, what can I do with this? And stop and take notice of how God can turn the hardest parts of your story into something beautiful and often into the most impactful parts of your story. Whether you realize it or not, there is an audience of people who is waiting to hear your story, who are waiting to be inspired by the power of your story in your testimony. So often, like other people's breakthrough is just on the other side of us telling our story. Our story is powerful and it unlocks things for other people. So why not embrace it? I always hated the fact that scoliosis was a part of my story, that ongoing health issues were such a long part of my journey. But now instead of just asking, why me? Which I did ask that question many times. Now I ask, why not me? Like, why not? I now have the capacity to love people and have compassion for people who are in the long and lonely battle of chronic illness, which is something I never had compassion for before because I had never experienced it. But now I get to have authority and compassion in that area, actually get to sit with people in their pain and be able to relate to it. And I find that to be an honor and it's a really beautiful thing that has come out of my experience. Another beautiful thing is that I now have the opportunity to tell my story and to let people know that you absolutely can find beauty and hope and life in the waiting, in the hard and long seasons of your life, and it doesn't have to beat you down. There are actually like treasures to be found in these seasons. So I challenge you to ask yourself, how is God working this out for good in my life? Let him show you the story that he's writing with your life and embrace it. And that brings us to the last step, number seven, which is really simple, and that's don't quit. If it's not good, it's not the end, and if you don't quit, then you win. This is a statement that I love. Heidi Baker says it, and this statement has just been a lifeline for me on my hardest days, is that if I don't quit, I win, and if it's not good, it's not the end and there's something so hopeful and reassuring about that like it doesn't matter what you're going through like if it's not good right now then he's not done writing your story because he's a good father he's a good god he can't be anything but good so don't give up keep going and we're in this together so just to quickly recap the seven steps that we just talked about i'm going to go through them one more time and that was number one show up to each day with thankfulness number two don't isolate yourself number three continually choose hope over fear number four find ways to come alive and have fun in the waiting number five serve others 
Number six, embrace your story. And number seven, don't quit. So that's a little bit of my story. I got really honest with you guys today, but hopefully that was encouraging to someone who finds themselves in their own waiting season. And if that is you, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. Let us know. And if you want to talk to someone or just have someone to relate to and be a listening ear, please message us. We'd love to connect with you and continue this conversation. That's all for today, guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to join the community, you can find us on Instagram at share the gold podcast. We'd love to connect with you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and we'll see you next week for another episode.